0: Hi, my name is Amanda, and welcome back to my podcast. So, this podcast is about suppression. Um, it is a story of suppression in my life, and it is um, self suppression. Oh, it's so sad. I'm, I'm driving, doing this podcast um, while I'm driving, and I just drove by a dead animal on the road a little kitty cat. Makes me so sad seeing baby kittens in the road. Um, anyway, so I um, was born into. Like, now I'm going to go into talking about like the whole expression story. I was born into a family, a very happy family. My mom, my dad, um, they were happily married. They were. Both Christians, and they had me in the church every Sunday, Wednesday. Um, I guess I say this because just to point out that my parents really, my parents really encouraged um, moral behaviours in me and a strict, you know, a strict moral code. So that's kind of it. Really shaped me experiencing that at an early age but especially like experiencing my dad being very loving and um, exemplifying what he teach so I got a really good seven years from him pretty much eight I got because he died like he died on April 5th two days before my seventh birthday. And, but, so for about eight years, I got pretty much all that I needed from him. Not really, but I guess what I mean is like, the necessities, I got all the necessities in seven years. He showed me love. He showed me what it meant to love a child, me, and he showed me what it meant to love people, just people in general, because although I was young I paid attention to him and I remember, I remember how he would speak to people, I remember how he would speak to me and I never forgot that. I remember how gentle he was, and I remember how, how he invested in me, and he would like sit and he'd read to me, he'd read me books at night, he read me the Mandy series, sort of going through the Mandy series, and um, would read that to me, and I just always enjoyed it, enjoyed the way he would read them. He would pray for me. He would sit there by my bed, and before going to sleep, after reading, he would sit there and he would pray for me. <laughs> it makes it makes me just about cry because <sighs> because he prayed for me. Hope he would. Pray for me every night. And he would ask God out of his love in his heart, he would ask God to watch over me and, and to bless me in my life and it doesn't really matter that I don't believe in and that I don't believe in Christianity anymore. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> what matters to me is the, the loving intention. What matters to me is the loving intention within his heart when he would, after he got done reading the books and he would sit there and and, and give all that time to praying for me that is just, I'm so glad that I have that memory and that he would kiss me and say that he loved me and, you know, I just remember all the, those years of him and doing that and, and playing with me and trying to teach piece softball and... Teaching me basketball, playing basketball with me, and throwing me in the air, <laughs> tickling me, taking me on vacation, and wanting to show me the world. Taking me on my very first plane that I'd ever been on. I don't. I think it was like six or seven, <laughs> and he took me on my first plane that I'd ever been on. Me and and the way that he taught me and how just just how calm he was. He was just so so calm and the way that he taught me and he was and I tried to do the very same thing with my own child. I and as much as I can, I tried to do the very same thing that he did to me and how calm that he taught me and you know I would act as a child and I would always do the right thing and. know he would never lose his cool he would never lose his cool with me and it was more it was never about it was never about his anger it was always about love and wanting me to do the right thing and so he would sit there and he'd say you know Amanda you know this is wrong that you did and this is why this is why I want you to see that it is wrong and this is what I would. This is what I would like you to do. And the reason I want you to do this because this is the most loving thing to do. And because when you do this bad thing, like this is how it hurts people, and you don't want to hurt people. And he was just very, very logical, and everything that he explained to me, um, and just kind of put it in a way that I can understand. I'm sorry if that's very, air conditioning's very loud, but he put it, he put everything in a way that I can understand, and he also put it very logically, you know, it's not, he's not, he wasn't that parent that just is like, you know, you, um, you just do this just because I said so, you know, you just do this because I said so, and that's why, he was never like that, I hate my parents like that, I hate when parents just like, you just do it just because I said so, and that's why. Well, no, that's not why you do things. That is not why you, do, you don't just do something just simply because someone says so. You do something because. So, hold on one second. Crazy traffic right here. You do something because, um, you know, it's good. You do something because it's loving and it, you know, instills peace. It, it cultivates peace in your community. You do something because it is right um, by everyone. And, you know, that's why you do something. You don't just simply do something because your parents told you to do it. And that's kind of like... That's like doing things... That's... It's just kind of teaching a child to do something... Teaching a child to just do something because you said to do it doesn't teach a child to do something because they see that is right because they understand that is right they understand and they want to do it then because they understand why they're doing it you teach a child to understand why they should do things so that they don't simply do things because you want them to this way whenever they are on their own and they're not underneath you they're not doing something just simply because you told them to do it they're doing something because they now understand through logic and through example and seeing the goodness of that comes from certain actions and behaviors they do it then when they're separate from you because they they have then adopted this they have then adopted this perspective and understanding and logic of themselves and so that is a more powerful tool a more powerful tool is to is to give someone understanding that they can adopt themselves so i absolutely hate when parents are so you know just like well, you do it just because i said so i have to say that my dad never did that to me my dad always explained things because he wanted because he knew that there are things that i didn't understand and that if i understood it on my own then it was my own wisdom it was my own understanding and then what did i do with that what did I do with my own wisdom, my own understanding, my own logic that he gave to me and I, you know, that he gave, I adopted, um, I had the choice to adopt his logic, had a do- a, the choice to adopt his understanding and perspectives and so what did I do with it and that was really the point, the point and everything that he did was, was trying to teach me different perspectives and understandings and logics that I would, had the choice because I was free, and I, you know, I had my freedom, and as a child, like, obviously I would suffer consequences of my own freedom and deciding to do either bad or good, but, you know, I I had the freedom to adopt his logic, um, to adopt his understanding, to adopt his philosophies, his teachings, his, you know, religion, the religion that I believed, um, and I did believe it on my own. Without, apart from him, I believed it on my own for the longest time. And then I stopped having faith and for various reasons. But, um, anyway. So, I think I said enough. And hopefully, I feel like I kind of like just keep on nailing an idea into the ground over and over. Until I've driven the nail like deeply into the ground. <laughs> like I just drive stuff repeat stuff too much, but, um, this is why writing is good for me, because I don't repeat stuff, um, anyway, that was, re- that was one hell of a rabbit trail. so, but that, my father was a great man, he was just amazing, and he was amazing because he cared so much, and he so much control over himself, like, you know, he wasn't perfect, I know he wasn't, I know he wasn't perfect, but he had so much control over himself, and, um, he just gave me a great example, um, he did special things for me, um, he, like, he made, he made a shirt for me, Well, you know, things that I listed. Took me on vacation, took me home for the first time. Taught me how to ride a bike. Um he <laughs> would sing sing with me, buy me candy on the way home from work. Um, watch movies with me, have pizza and movie nights. My dad was a big pizza and movie guy, like Friday nights were a pizza movie time for us and um, the last movie that I actually watched with my dad was Batman so that says anything but that was the last movie that I watched with him and uh, that I remember watching with him anyway It's the last movie so Anyway, my dad just did a lot of stuff, and he was very. Oh, and he wrote poems. God, I can't believe I forgot the most important, one of the most important things. My dad wrote for me. He wrote poems. He wrote a letter. He thanked me in in, in a letter for helping him babysit one time, and left it on my mirror in my room. And um, he was very a very like sweet um, artistic person, and. My dad, like, he knew how to play piano, he knew how to read music, and he had to, well, well, I think it was a saxophone, my dad knew how to play saxophone. (laughs) I don't know, my dad was just a very artistic, um, very, like, romantic person, um, and the way that he loved. Uh, You know, some people are just kind of like, they go through the motions with love, and what you're supposed to do, and... You know what you're supposed to do on the holidays and all that stuff. I don't know. My dad was just very unique, different, and um, very personable, And his very personal nature came out in his artistic nature, and he used his artistic he used his artistic and personal nature in how he loved me just in a lot of different ways and yeah. Man anyway, so that man that I love so much gave me such great examples um in my early childhood of what it meant to love people and um what it meant when it meant to be loved by a man. He gave me such a great example and I never forgot that. And I think people just don't understand that like I know I, I have, like, like, I have high expectations for whoever comes into my life as a lover. I have high expectations, but I also, I don't, I love who I love. I love the person, I love the people that I love. I love the person that I love because of, like, who they are. You know, like, when I love someone, I don't, when I love someone, I don't love them because of what they do for me love giving giving love to someone is a gift but the reason that you love someone isn't for what they do for you the reason you love someone is because of who they are and that's something that is ceaseless you know like if things are based on if, thing, if things are based on what they do for you then i don't know i think that love would be quite fickle so you know when i love someone I love them because of how they think I love someone because of their personality, <laughs> I love someone because of, you know, different like qualities that I like, how they look, their eyes, their hair, the looks in their eyes. You know, that's why I, that's why I come to love people, <laughs> that's why I come to love someone and, you know, I've, I've, to be quite honest, I've loved a lot of people in this world, and love isn't a choice if there's only one person that you love in the world, is it? Love is not a choice if there's only one person in the world that you, you know, can, could see yourself with. And so I think that's why when you choose someone, it is it is like the greatest compliment for when you have seen that there are other people in the world that you love. You love different things about them. So when you choose someone, it's like, wow... Out of all the people, you chose me. And so I think that I feel that it's more of a compliment when you do see other people that you love, but you've chosen this one person. It is more of a compliment because you um you know, like I said, you chose them. There's a million a million different flowers in the world, and they're all so beautiful that you chose the one, and that, I think, is perhaps the greatest compliment, and not, you only have one flower that you like, and you pick it, you know what I mean? So, but I'm going to have to finish this later, I'm going to have to touch on the topic I wanted to discuss. Sorry about that. Talk to you later got to go. (laughs) It's been fun. Adios.